0: i devil's going
1: Welcome, everyone. It's the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring, do-bad, and good PuckTales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of PuckTales. woo And the you-know-who on the other end of the woo-hoo is none other than former defense for the Merrimack Warriors, hailing from Hudson, Iowa. (laughs) The one, the only... Dominique Kramer of the Buffalo Buttes.
0: (laughs) Hello, hello.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on.
0: No, thank you. I'm super excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we actually got to meet. I think you're the first guest I've had here in Puckburg, where we actually got to meet in person last week here in Birmingham at the Ironman tournament that the Bulls um, Arena was hosting. Mm -hmm. um the memorial iron man tournament we got to sit and talk uh nwhl hockey for a little bit
0: yeah it was it was i haven't really talked just like women's hockey with a a man in a while honestly (laughs) it was (laughs) (laughs) refreshing
1: yeah um when i heard that you were going to be out there like i i had to go out there and like support however needed because it's no it's no mystery to anyone that knows me or knows the show i'm a huge nwhl supporter so (laughs) Like I love everything you guys do, and we'll we'll get into everything that you're into mm-hmm. right now when it comes to the Buffalo Buttes and everything getting into this next possible full actual season that we got coming up, so
0: fingers crossed
1: <laughs> fingers crossed because um with the momentum that you guys have going right now, having an actual full season with crowds, and mm-hmm. the whole experience will just be it's an absolute game changer, but we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that. <laughs> Well, let's rewind it just a little bit, all the way back to the top. What about the game of hockey, especially like being from Iowa? I'm, I mean, mm. I'm a I'm a hockey fan here in Alabama, so I can relate. what What about the game of hockey stood out to you? How what gravitated you to that sport?
0: Yeah, I mean. Me and my brother are actually the first in our family to ever play hockey. So hockey was not – it's not like it's in our blood by any means. It's not – no one was rollerblading. No one did roller hockey. Nothing even close to that. So it really came down to we were living in Iowa. We were in Dubuque, Iowa, and my parents, you know, like most parents, were like, okay, you know, you're young. You should try and play every sport available, see what you like, stay active, meet new people, make friends. And um, there was a really good hockey program in the area for, for youth. Um, And so my brother started playing, he's a year older than me. And, you know, naturally being the younger sister, I wanted to do everything my brother did and try and do it better. So I, you know, I watched him on the ice for a year doing practices and I was like, this is stupid. I'm bored. Like, why can't I just be out there? And so, you know, my parents were like, yeah, I mean, why, why not? So they threw me out there and, um, you know, honestly, I feel like I, I want to say I loved it when I first, I mean, first time I ever skated when I was two on the, like just skating on the ice, I cried the whole way around. So I can't (laughs) be like, Oh, it was love at first sight. But I mean, as far as actually like skating in equipment, doing hockey, that was probably love at first sight. I mean, I, I just love being out there. You know, I love being the only girl, love beating up all the boys. I think that was definitely fun for me. <laughs> so, and, you know, and I, you know, I played other sports and it was good, but then, you know, my parents eventually, I think when I was probably around, like, 10, 11, 12, 13, that sort of age we're like, okay, if you're really serious about this, we need to we need to know and we need to, you know, make this a priority. And you know, you can play this sport, you can do this, or you can like hang out with your friends more and I was like, no, no, no. I I want to do hockey. This is what I want to do. And so after I made that decision, you know, me, my parents, we went all in on it, you know, hockey, you know, during hockey season, summer hockey teams, and it just became my life and I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Well, that's awesome. So you, you literally got in from the playing aspect. That's what got you in. There wasn't like a, like a modeling after a player or an NHL team or a local mm-hmm. team that got you inspired. It was no, just, I,
0: I mean, I didn't really know anything about hockey before into to just, playing it i know I, I didn't know any players i don't even know if i knew the nhl existed like let alone i knew no female hockey players existed um i mean so it was pretty much just like throwing me in there and
1: see and that's like the most pure way to get into the game it's literally the love of the game that, yes that started this journey that's incredible so like what is the hockey scene like in iowa um I know, like, it's not really – I mean, Alabama's not really known for hockey, but, like, <laughs> like, what is it like in Iowa? Is there a good amount of sheets of ice to play on? Is there an active and engaging community around the game in Iowa?
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd honestly be surprised. It is pretty um, – it it's a pretty popular sport. It's definitely growing. I mean, I think hockey is growing everywhere. But, um, I mean – the female side, there's not, really nothing that I know of. Um, the men's side, there's a lot of opportunities. They have a lot of USHL teams in Iowa. Um, so that's, I think, kind of where what stems. A lot of you know youth programs are attached to those USHL programs in those cities, and that's where this hockey population is coming from in Iowa. So it, like I said, it's actually more prominent than you would think. Um, as far as the woman side, like i said i don't think anything was really anything in iowa for the most part um but which was fine i mean playing with the boys is good anyway so it didn't bother me too much
1: (laughs) yeah i know how that goes there's the hockey scene here is especially on the the female side it's starting to grow a little bit yeah and i think honestly like not to toot you guys horn and what you have going on but i think it has a lot to do with the um the nwhl and everything you guys have going on especially with the easily accessible side of like twitch and how easy it is to find you guys like your social media presences are everywhere um the ability to just get on twitch and watch your regular season games which you guys i heard will be able to do again um this next season you guys will be returning to twitch so that easy access i think is um spawning a new interest in the game and it's inspiring a lot of younger ladies to get in the game and have a goal to aspire to. So yeah, I think I think that's I mean, really incredible.
0: Yeah, I I I hope that's what we're doing. I mean, as far as especially me, I know I'm kind of getting into you know this or this year or the next year will probably be one of my last years playing. And so I've wanted to, you know, make these last two years important in a different way that years before hadn't I mean I had certain goals and things I wanted to do and don't get me wrong I still have goals and I still want to be successful um, you know this year next year whatever but I I really want to push that idea of I want female hockey to grow I want it people to watch I want to be entertaining I want to be enjoyable I want you know younger girls to watch us and be like hey I could I could be that someday or you know, in, or the Olympics and seeing those ladies out there on, in the Olympics, I, I want that to become normal. And I want that to be, you know, something that many females think is okay. Cause I feel like hockey is still considered a male sport. I mean, it's definitely a male dominated sport and, and that is what it is. Um, but I want girls to be like, yeah, I want to put on that equipment. I want to like you know, hit people. I want to, you know, block shots. (laughs) I want that to, you know, for girls to feel like that's, that's cool. And that's okay. And it's, you know, something they'd want to do.
1: And I, and we'll get into like your future goals with like your next step in uh, Merrimack. Um, Like, I think what the NWHL is really doing is it's helping the, the ladies decide, like there is more to the hockey. Cause I know like here in Alabama, like when it comes to like the college softball, that, mm-hmm. that that feels like the end point of right. something that you want to follow, like, okay, I, I do my four years in college and softball, and then that's it, because right. there's really nothing else past that, Right. and the Olympics is every four years, and it, it's definitely a viable option. The NWHL, it feels like that next step, like, okay, if I invest my time, right. my energy, like, I can play college, but then there's the NWHL. Right, and then especially now with uh, all these new TV deals that hockey's mm-hmm. doing, there's opportunities for uh, broadcasting and on-air talent, and mm-hmm. the leagues are getting more, um, they're getting more publicity and yeah. more platforms. So it it feels like there's more than what you used to expect when it came to the female game. Like you played in college, you played in the Olympics, and that's about it. And you treated it like um, just like a a seasonal sport. But now with the new the NWHL and where you guys are going with that, it feels like you're giving more of a a next step. And I think that investment in the game is giving a lot of ladies more um, influence into actually investing and going with it because you're giving them one more step to go.
0: Right. And I mean, it's not just I mean, it's not just having that next step too it's making it a viable, a you know next step if that makes sense because yes. i mean especially we've seen this past year all of our salaries have doubled our salary cap yep. doubled and having the sponsorships from discover is huge and and it makes it you know because before i mean you really truly had to love the game like yes you're like reality is i'm not going to make virtually any money i'm going to have to get another job i'm going to have to try and balance working a full-time job with being a full-time athlete and we're still kind of in that scenario in present day um but it's becoming a lot more you know possible to make that work i mean you can make enough money right now where you could do probably like a part-time job so you're Mm -hmm. not just doing a nine to five and then you have practice at six and then work out at the you know what i mean so it's like I said it's it's not just even about having that next step that next option it's making it something that's enticing it's like yeah you know I could you know I, I love the game and I can kind of make a living in a way playing the game and that's that's really what I think we're fighting for we, we want this hockey female hockey to be a full-time job for people
1: and it's and it's that um it feels like it's almost I know this is not the infancy of the league by any means but i mean it feels like um you're right at the cusp of making this into a a huge huge deal and i think that's a lot that's inspiring the next generation of nwhl stars like granted we got the salaries to double and that's good but we can do better and that was one of my big things that really uh i think it really wrapped in my soul when it came to the NWHL was a lot of the stories coming out of the NWHL bubble of players deciding, am I going to go into this bubble for a, a couple of weeks and leave my job behind or leave my life behind? Mm-hmm. Like those stories, I was like, this, we're going, we're doing good. We're going to do better. And mm-hmm. that's, that's why I'm like, Doing parades and beating the drum for support your NWHL. Like, I'm everybody I talk to when it comes to the NWHL. I'm like, pick a team and then run with it, Mm
0: -hmm. buy their
1: merch because I love how you guys have merch set up. I love the percentages Mm -hmm. and I love everything you guys are doing with the league. And I'm a vocal, vocal supporter of the NWHL. I'm not going to tell you my team, but, (laughs) but I'm a huge supporter of what everything you ladies are doing. And I'm super excited to see where this league is going um, in the future.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I think this season above all else is is very pivotal for, for women's hockey as far as the growth is concerned. I mean, last year kind of had to remain stagnant in a lot of ways with COVID, obviously COVID affected everyone in various different ways and it's just tough. And, but I'm hoping this year we can really bring out the crowd, and bring out the people and prove. I think you know the good thing with COVID was that with Twitch and stuff, since your only option was to watch online, you could really like you could count views. You could see, okay, this many people are watching this game. And yep. I know our game against Boston Pride. Um, I don't even remember. It was like millions of people were watching, and was like one million or like millions. I don't remember, but it was a lot of people. And yep. and that's kind of what we're trying to prove is that people want to watch women's hockey like there's a fan base there and it's not just like my mom and dad watching it's like we have fans and that's really you know what we're trying to prove to the bigger sports world is that it's worth putting us on tv you will have viewers watching us play and And i would that this year is going to hopefully help that
1: And I was definitely one of those viewers for literally every game. Like I would make yeah. it an appointment television. I would sit here and I had my, my junk food and I was <laughs> watching the games wire to wire. Um, and it's, it speaks to the popularity and where this league is going. Like mm-hmm. you going into the bubble and having it shut down. And then the outcry of everyone saying we can do this let's put Mm -hmm. this together and then resuming the playoffs right yeah where a lot of leagues didn't have that opportunity
0: exactly
1: even like um the male minor league sports Mm -hmm. they just shut the doors entirely and nobody thought differently they're like oh well that's terrible Mm -hmm. there was a vocal outcrying, like we have to do something to finish this season like There is a want and a drive when it comes to this fan base. And it's one of the things that stands out about the league the most is that vocal fan base and how passionate everyone is. Okay. Whatever. I'm a Connecticut whale fan. And like, like, it's not just like I could be a Connecticut whale fan, but I will watch the Buffalo Boston game. I will watch, Mm -hmm. I will watch Vancouver. I will watch all of them. Like, Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you jump into that Twitch chat and you can, say you can cheer on other teams and people don't like condemn you like oh no i've seen you post whale stuff you don't belong here oh
0: gosh yeah it's
1: no. very and in- like it's so inclusive and so mm-hmm. so full of heart like I-, I love the community around the nwhl like yeah a ton yeah,
0: yeah and i'm i'm hoping that's i mean and that's what i'm I felt like I was kind of missing last year because I wasn't really getting a chance to interact with any of the, you know, Buttes nation or anything. And I'm, I'm really hoping I could do that because I've heard so many great things. Granted I might be biased because it's been from Buttes people, but they're like Buttes nation is like the best fans ever. And they're amazing. And I'm like, I want to like meet them. I want to interact with them. I want them to be able to really watch me like in person. And so I'm hoping this year that will actually come to fruition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And every fan base, they all have something to cling to, like the whale. We have the Zambonanza. Like, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, every fan base is passionate, but we love everybody else's fan base because we're all in this together and it's supporting women's exactly. hockey. Exactly. So it's, it's just a wonderful place. And well, before you got to Buffalo, you were um, with Merrimack, the Warriors. Yes. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's what you're alluding to with your post career goals. Um, tell me about your Merrimack time and what you learned in the college game.
0: Oh, gosh, I learned so much at Merrimack. Four years, four years of college, you will learn a lot, not just in the classroom, on the ice, for sure. Um, I mean, Merrimack was a very, I mean, amazing experience for a multitude of reasons. Um, my freshman year was actually our first year as a Division I program, so I was part of the inaugural team. Division one women's hockey team there, so it was, it was really cool in a lot of ways being part of many firsts of the program, um, and and it, it was good because in a way it it put a lot of pressure on us in the sense of we felt like we wanted to you know establish you know this foundation for the program and we you know we wanted to set the tone and we wanted to you know show this is what Merrimack women's hockey is about because no one ever had to do that before it didn't exist and um so that was good and then also there was no pressure because no one thought anything of us (laughs) which was fair (laughs) so I mean the first three years were honestly a struggle um just you know having losing seasons and not being super successful as a team or for myself super successful individually like I was fine but I wasn't like you know lights out or anything and um and then we really had a huge shift my senior year of you know we had new coaching staff come in we had just you know a new goal a new mindset everyone bought into everything and we had our first like winning season successful season I personally had a very successful individual um season my senior year and I I I really learned the most I think in that senior year I mean the three years prior I learned what it's like to sucks to lose. And, you know, how do you overcome that? And how do you still come together as a team and make something happen and still make it, you know, fun and and enjoyable and still want to show up to the rink every day and everything. Um, But I mean, my senior year, I had a phenomenal, um, one of my defensive coach, Chris Hall, he taught me pretty much everything I know now. (laughs) And I think he's, he's a large part of the reason I was able to transition from collegiate level to the professional level Um, you know not just the skill side of things and learning the little tricks of the trade as far as how to be a better player and defenseman and how to create more opportunities but also you know having that confidence in yourself to be like yeah I am I am good enough to compete at a high level I am good enough to compete with these other these other you know very talented female hockey players these big names and And I think that was the major thing that, that helped me move on to the next level was having this actual belief in myself and that I could, you know, I, I could compete. I could, I could, you know, not, not just, you know, be okay, but, you know, be successful and, you know, make a difference. And so that I think really was the major thing that helped me move up that next level.
1: Yeah. And do you, do you see like all those, the ups and downs in that roller coaster ride of Merrimack? Um, especially like starting out with the program's infancy and then carrying it to the end it really tested that like you said you got in just solely on the love of the game Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that time at Merrimack it tested like that love of the game and getting through adversity and yeah really testing like what am I even doing here and right then you test you go through all that and then you go to you go to the uh the buffalo buttes and mm-hmm. a crazy season mm-hmm. and you're a, you get your love of the game tested and you had a successful senior season and then you go to the nwhl and it's being tested again do you think you learned a lot of those keys and that fundamental love of the game and getting that ingrained in you do you see some mm-hmm. of that translating to your, uh, the beginning, which was crazy for everybody. Um,
0: yeah, no, you, I mean, definitely. I think, I mean, I, I've, I've been through, like you said, I've been through roller coaster in, in my hockey career in general, I've been on really successful teams. I've been on not very successful teams. I mean, I went, you know, I, I played at Chadwick St. Mary's in my high school career. We rarely lost a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I went to, went to Merrimack, we rarely won a game the first three years. And then, you know, I I played in Sweden for a year. We had a, you know, I had, I was on a solid team in Sweden. So we had a successful winning season and then coming back to the Buttes, making that decision to play in the States again, um, you know, and then COVID hit and COVID hit hard. And, and it was kind of like, I didn't even know if there was going to be a season. And it was, it was, I mean, it was, scary for a lot of reasons in the sense of, you know, I'd moved all the way out to Buffalo. I didn't know anyone. I didn't really have anyone in the area, nor was I allowed to really go even hang out with my teammates. We were all supposed to pretty much just, you know, stay isolated, stay home, try and stay healthy. And so it was kind of like, okay, why am I out here? I'm not even like doing what I came out here to do. Right. Like I came out here to play hockey. I mean, I have a couple practices, but we, I mean, our team faced, I mean, Everyone faced adversity, so I don't want to downplay any other teams' battles. But, I mean, I feel like the Buttes really faced a lot in the sense of half our team was Canadian, half our team was American. So, I didn't even meet my Canadian teammates really into the bubble. Because no one could cross the border. And, you know, we had times when someone tested positive for COVID, so we were done practicing for two weeks and we just have to stay home. And it's like, how do I keep my hockey abilities up if I can't get on the ice? You know, how can I – get a good workout in if I'm supposed to stay home all day, you know, so it was a lot, you know, facing that adversity, trying to be creative, trying to find ways to, you know, stay, not just in physical in a good physical state, but in a good mental state. Yep. And, you know, coming to the bubble was tough because every day you're like, is it going to be shut down? And unfortunately it eventually was, but you know, that constant stress and anxiety of like, what's going to happen, you don't know and um, I mean as far as as far as how our team did in the bubble we weren't super successful and and I personally was like coming out of Merrimack I was like this you know I'm used to this (laughs) like I can handle this it's fine like people were freaking out they're like oh my gosh oh my gosh I was like guys it's okay like we'll be all right (laughs) Um, so so in that sense it was it was good um, you know having Merrimack and that experience but I, I think it you know I don't know if anyone was really prepared for what COVID has entailed. Um, I don't know if they're, you know, more and more prepared now, I think than we were before. Um, But I think it really just came, it proved to me that I really love the game. (laughs) I think more than anything that I was like, wow, this is, this is, I mean, for, for what, and you know, all the women I played with too, for what we all had to go through. And I think it really just showed like, yeah, if we want to come back and try and do this again <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: we love it we really love it we want to you know this is a big part of our lives
1: and see that's why I'm like that was why I'm so excited that you were willing to come on and share your story um here in Puckberg because like it's one thing to go and look up your Wikipedia or your HockeyDB and see, okay she played here Merrimack and yeah. she went to Sweden I think what was it Desjardins what was that yeah
0: Um, it's you (laughs) garden
1: yeah and uh you you had this this roadmap of your path and if you just look at it you just see it as a check mark like went here went here went here went here yeah but here you get to hear the roller coaster that you went on and just because the story and the wikipedia quote unquote you can't see me doing air quotes but this is air (laughs) quotes like it ends with nwhl buffalo buttes like you just kind of be like well that's a great story but no it's right. it's the ups and the downs and the covid shutdowns and the not so great teams and the things not working and still like um being founded on that love of the game and driving through it because i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like the women's game is not easy to it's like go on that road um you don't have a lot of those um, those opportunities that like the male guys have had institutionalized for forever and ever and ever. Right. You guys are blazing trails when it comes to this aspect. So when it comes to that next generation of NWHL stars that we talked about, like stories like these are what I think are instrumental in the growth of the league. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be the greatest and easiest, but when you get there, it's going to be worth it and hearing it just keep that perseverance just keep pushing through mm-hmm. it's that love of the game it's going to test you um, mm-hmm. it's not an easy road mm-hmm. but it's worth the journey for the game of hockey and like hearing these stories I think are absolutely incredible and essential for those that are listening for that are going through the same situation or thinking about I would love to do this didn't think mm-hmm. there was an outlet I think mm-hmm. you guys are blazing that trail right now and like standing ovation to every one of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I think I mean it's tough in its sense. I mean, obviously, you know, we we wish we were further along, but I at the same time, you know, like I I to me I think there's a balance in finding, you know, appreciating what you've been given and you know, acknowledging, you know, we can always fight for more, right? Yeah. I, I would say, you know, where I'm at is miles ahead of where women's hockey used to be and I'm really grateful for that that I can be you know I can be a part of a better generation for women's hockey but also be part of you know this fight to make it even stronger and make it even more popular and, and more you know of a viable option and and I and you know as tough as certain parts of my hockey career have been I wouldn't trade it for the world you know I wouldn't change it you know they I think they made me a stronger player stronger person I think um you know having to Really, I think a big part of, you know, for me has been tough is in the off season, like off season training. Yeah. You know, it's we don't have the necessarily have the resources and that you know just given to us to train in the off season. I think in season, every very, very good about getting us on the ice getting in the weight room, and that's awesome. But in the off season, you're kind of on your own, right? And yeah. so. And that that has always been you know scary for me of like hey what if I can't find ice and you know I can't afford to pay for two hundred dollars and for an hour of ice I can't do it yeah and um, and for me that has been that's been tough but it's also I everywhere I've and I've moved around a lot I lived in Iowa I lived in North Dakota I live in Louisiana now everywhere I've gone I've found super cheap ice or I've found people who hear my story and they're like I want to help you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you this hour of ice for 20 bucks. You know, uh, here, I'm doing this ice session with these other professional and collegiate athletes. Come join, come hop on with us. And, you know, here in Louisiana, there's the closest rink to me is two hours away. Hmm. And I make that, you know, four hour round trip two to three times a week. And I have loved every single person I've met. Um, It's the reason I went to that tournament in Birmingham where we met because the the guys I skate with were like, Hey, come play in this tournament with us. It's like, okay. Um, So in, in, I said I wouldn't trade that for the world cause I have met the most amazing people I would have never met if I was, you know, only training in this one rink at this or in this one weight room or whatever. And so in that sense, like, yeah, it's hard. And some days I'm like, I wish I just, you know, had everything provided for me, but I've had so many people who have been willing to help me, who have supported me. I mean, I've grown such a fan base in the South <laughs> from right. all the people I've met and it's awesome. And I love Southern hockey. It's like amazing. Um, so like I said, it's, it, it, I acknowledge it's difficult, but I also want to, you know, make it clear that I'm so appreciative of all the people that have helped me, you know, all the people that have supported me along the way. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I don't, I'm happy with where I'm at. I would say I'm not content. I could, you can be better. Right. But I, I also, like I said, I want to make sure people know that, you know, life, life is good. <laughs> yep.
1: And before we get ready to wrap up, I would just want you to know that you and what everyone in the NWHL is doing right now, like we had Soroya Tinker on, mm-hmm. um, like what the Packers are doing with the NWHL, like mm-hmm. each one of you, or what you're doing right now, it's rough because you're blazing a new trail and you're Mm -hmm. carving a new path. It's rough because you're treading new ground. But 10, 15 years from now, the next generation of NWHL stars are going to look back at everything that you guys did for this sport and the paths that you blazed and the stories that you told is going to you're paving the way for the next generation of ladies to absolutely flourish and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything <laughs> that you're doing and oh. I'm just um, supporting you the whole way and just letting you know what you do does not go unrealized and I would like to thank you personally for everything you're doing for the sport.
0: Oh thank you I mean I'm glad like I said ultimately you know these these last couple of years of my hockey career, that's, I want to hopefully make a difference for women's hockey. That's really my ultimate, my ultimate goal. <laughs>
1: well, before we wrap up, um, how can everyone find you? Um, and throw out your socials and the Buffalo Buttes. If you are on the fence about finding a team, I won't steer you to the Connecticut whale, well, but if you want to go to, I will steer
0: you to the Buttes, that's what I will do.
1: <laughs> yeah, You will go to the Buttes. They have some of the sickest sweaters in the league oh, so
0: we do. we do not gonna lie yeah so you can um you can follow me on instagram um my little at is dom kramer 13 that's my number um and then buffalo buttes is on all social media on instagram facebook um twitter if you just like search them they'll pop right up um definitely sauce to follow because we're the best team in the league so <laughs>
1: hey fort butte is not a bad place to call home when it comes no, to your fandom not so
0: yeah and if yeah if anyone reaches out definitely you know i will i'm very open to meeting new people so you come to my games when and I'm like talk and chill like let me know i'm always open to meet new people
1: <laughs> and if you're still on the fence about finding your nwhl team you need to look up the buffalo buttes buffalo wing jerseys that oh will, my
0: gosh yes
1: you will be locked in Oh, uh, those that were will be, incredible that will the deal. <laughs> those were incredible so um Dominique again thank you so much for coming on here in Puckberg it was an absolute honor to have you on
0: thank you so much for having me I appreciate you know your support of women's hockey and being you know willing to put my story out there for people to hear it means a lot
1: it is it's a literal honor and anytime you would like to come on I all about getting more nwhl stories on here so
0: yes i'm gonna tell all my teammates be like come on we're gonna go do this podcast
1: <laughs> you guys are going to sway me to the the, the butte. I am. that
0: is my that's like one of my new goals this year i'm gonna get you over to to fort butte
1: <laughs> yeah that's oh boy here we go <laughs> my fandom is being bought here we go <laughs> And uh, before we wrap up, if this is your first time stopping by here in Puckberg, you can also follow the show on Twitter at H Puckberg on Twitter here, underscore n underscore Puckberg on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. And if you have a puck tale that you would like to share, you can reach out to the show on email at here in Puckberg podcast at bellyupsports.com. So for me and Dominique, we'd like to thank everyone for coming out here mm-hmm. in Puckberg Thank you for joining in on the story and we will see you again very soon.